Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're starting a brand new series called I Quit. Today's sermon is entitled, I Quit Making Excuses. We're going to learn about as soon as we make a decision to be different, Satan's going to start giving us excuses to stay the same. This is going to be a really good one, so sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, today we're starting a brand new series, and I'm excited about this one. It's called I Quit. I Quit. Anybody ever quit something? Anybody? Me too. Right, let's just be honest. Who in here has quit a job? <laughs> Me too. I can't wait for the day I wish I could hit the power ball that I can walk into my job and be like, listen, I quit. Actually, I probably wouldn't even show up. I'd just be like, ring, ring, ring. I'd text them. I quit. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I quit. I had time one time. I just didn't feel like doing it. I was just tired of the job. And then I said, you know what? Just bum this. I just called them. Ain't going to happen. I quit. So let me tell you. Y'all want to hear something terrible I done one time? All right, listen. So I used to have this job. I drove a, it was a box truck, and I had to go to the, these different banks and started in, in the middle of Charlotte and had to go from Charlotte to some, here in Winston and, or over in Winston and then went from Winston to Roanoke, Virginia, stopped back in Winston and went back to Charlotte. And it was a cool job. It's an easy job. I was picking up stuff from banks. Don't ask you what I was picking up because I don't know. It was all locked up. Might have been money. May not have been the money. They called it mail. So, so I get this and I'm driving. Easy job. Easy job. And I, and I rode up from Charlotte to Winston. No problems. Got from Winston to Roanoke, Virginia. Drive was great. Beautiful scenery. Got there. Backed up. And me as the driver wasn't supposed to touch anything. They were supposed to load it. I wasn't supposed to do nothing but say, hey, I'm here. Well, I get in there and the pilot done fell over and it done made a mess. They said, you're going to have to do this. I said, me ain't doing nothing. They said, yeah, you will. I said, no, I won't. They said, yeah, you will. I said, no, I won't. They didn't think I was serious. I got back in the truck, drove from Roanoke, Virginia, all the way back to Charlotte, parked the truck, called my boss, said I quit. <laughs> it's horrible, ain't it? It's all true. Y'all can laugh, it's okay. Tasha, remember she was there? <laughs> she ride with me. It was terrible, terrible. I was like, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh, not today. Not my job. I ain't doing it. But I mean, how many of you ever done one of those? I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. But today, today is, the sermon is entitled, I Quit Making Excuses. Excuses. See, I made excuses for this job. I made excuses because I'm like, I done rode all the way this way. It ain't my job. This is somebody else's problem. This is somebody else. Why you got, well, it ain't me that's going to be in there doing this. Uh-uh, no, not today. Not today, Satan. I got a shirt that says it. Not today, Satan. But over the next few moments, we're going to give you a life, hopefully changing and life-giving message that we do each and every week. And I hope that we can find some ways to stop making excuses and applying them to our lives. So, so, <laughs> So I know it can be difficult, but how many of you made them New Year's resolutions? Anybody? Anybody made one? Anybody not make it fast the first day? <laughs> Me too. And you know, you start them in January, they're great. They're awesome. They're good. I'm going to start a new weight loss program. I'm doing great. And, man, I'm going to do it up. And <laughs> you get about two days into it, and you're like, I can't do it. And then if you're like me, I'm like, man, I done messed up today. I'm going to start again tomorrow. And I get to tomorrow, and I'm like, well, I done messed up for today or yesterday. I might as well just give it up and start doing it next week. Next week gets here, I'm like, well, I done bummed last week. I'll just do it tomorrow. And then I get to the, you know what I'm saying? Pattern keeps going. 
Maybe, 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 maybe if you're like me, it's, it's, it's you like to take time and, and to read your Bible and, and pray every single day, but sometimes it can be hard, right? I know for me, sometimes I, I got what they call ADD. If you don't know what ADD is, it's attention, attention deficit squirrel. Hey, hey man, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> uh, disorder, you know what I mean? And so attention deficit disorder, and they think I got the hyperactive version, but I'm not 100% certain because I wasn't legally diagnosed with it, but I know I got it because, hey, look at that. It's a cool drummer over there, man. What's that? <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gets kind of difficult because the enemy knows this about me. And, and so he starts putting distractions in my life. I sit down, I'll read my Bible, and I'll, and I'll put some worship music on YouTube. And, and y'all know just what else I do. If you watch YouTube, there's these things called advertisements that pops up. I'm in there worshiping Jesus, trying to read my Bible, and they pop up a thing of Oreos. Now, how many dip, dips does it take to <laughs> double stuff, mega stuff? But it gets distracting. It becomes difficult. And then I get to where I'm like, oh, well, I'm off track. I'm on YouTube now, and I'm off track thinking about Oreos, and I'm calling Tasha and texting Tasha, about, hey, we got to get some Oreos. Now I'm distracted. Now I start making excuses. I'm like, well, now the Oreos are here. I can't be dipping my, my Oreos in the milk and getting it all in my Bible, making my Bible all nasty. Can't be doing that. Bless you. Family time. It's one of my favorite times. I love being with my family, doing stuff with my family. I messed myself up this month and next month with my work schedule at the fire station, and I work in a whole bunch. <laughs> I miss my family. Tasha texted her last night. I'm like, do you really love me? I'm like, do you y'all remember the last two series <laughs> or the last series we talked about this? I'm like, Tasha, do you really love me? Like, you ain't call me, you ain't text me. She's like, I've been busy. I said, me too. I said, I miss my family. <laughs> But we get distracted. The enemy wants to take us away from our family. They want to get us distracted. They want to make sure that we're doing everything else besides things with our family because he knows if he can get the family, he can get to us. And then we start making excuses. If you're taking notes this morning, as soon as I decided to be different, Satan gave me excuses to stay the same. Y'all hear that? As soon as I decided to be different, Satan gave me excuses to stay the same. Oh, we about to preach this morning. Y'all, I'm going to tell. I like talking about myself because I know myself better than anybody else. But listen, listen, when I decided I was going to be different than everybody else, the enemy started convincing me I needed to stay the same. Hey, you, you want to be in the in crowd. You want to be with this group of people. You want to be the popular status, be in the in crowd. You've got to stay just like you are. You can't be different. They won't accept you. And let me just be transparent with you. When I decided to be different, I found out who my true friends were. You want me to show them to you? Y'all here in person, you'll see who my true friends are? Let me show you. They sit right here every week. And guess where else they sit? They sit right here every week. Each and, every. and what I mean by that is, is when I start saying, hey, I'm going to be a little bit different than you. I don't hear from them. I don't see them. They don't talk to me. They don't support me. That's okay. You know what I do? I love you and I pray for them. You want to be different, you'll find out who your true friends are. But the enemy started saying, hey, if you want to be like them, you want to be successful like them, you need to stay the same as them. Well, let me just tell you what happens. If we'd stay the same as them, we would have been like everybody else. 
You know what sets us apart and different? What makes this church different than any other church around? Not that we're better. Y'all hear me out. We're not better than any other church across town, across street, other cities, other states, whatever. But we love people. We've identified things in our past that we know, hey, we probably shouldn't treat people like this. That's not how God wants to treat people. But we treat people with love and open arms. Because when we say, hey, we're going to let God restore the brokenness in your life, things start to change. All right, let's look at Luke here. Luke 14, 16, and 18. A certain man was preparing a, a banquet and invited many guests. Many guests. So you think about this. Y'all getting set up for Thanksgiving dinner. You're inviting many guests to it. Don't step there, Fernando. <laughs> Uh, at this time, verse 17, at the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited. He sent his servants. So back in the day, let's just face it, they didn't have these cool things called cell phones. They didn't have TikToks. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have these things that you can send out a message and say, hey, you're invited. So he sent his servants. And you think snail mail is slow, and you're like our mailman here. That I don't know why you don't get your letters. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so we're working on that. So you guys may get a letter that first time. But listen, so, so snail mail is what they call it, and it's because it's slow. So it took some time to get the word out. Later in verse 14, it says, Come, for everything is ready now. Everything's ready now. Everything's set up. The banquet's ready. The dinner's ready. You're excited for your guests to come in. Verse 18. But they all alike began to make excuses. They got there. Everything's ready. Think about this Thanksgiving dinner. You done sweated for two days making pies, making desserts, making uh, the turkey, making the stuffing, making the mac and cheese, doing all this stuff, getting your house ready. Invite all these people, they show up, ready to eat, and they start making excuses. Well, you should have had this color of napkins, or you should have had this color of, of plates, and, and you should have had uh, uh, eggs in your stuffing, or you should have had brown gravy instead of white gravy, and you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Y'all think about this for a minute. They started making excuses. They started making the excuse. It's not good stressing out over this stuff and then you got those that are always late <laughs> let me tell you what happens in my house oftentimes my mom and dad they're they're early birds and that's okay and I like that because that's good for me because I learned that you know trait is being early because if you're on time you're late 15 minutes early you're on time it is hot we're gonna adjust that Whew. It might just be me. I'm excited today. Uh, but she'll get there to get there early, and then she'll say, hey, is it ready? We're like, hey, we need about 10 more minutes. Five minutes will go by, and then she'll sneak in there, and she'll poke her head around there, and she'll start looking. And she'll come over there, and she'll start nibbling. I'm like, Mama, stop. You got to stop. It ain't ready yet. We got to wait. But, but, but people... You know, make like these New Year's resolutions and they don't, you know, 40% of people don't make it past January. And then about 75 of them finish it around February. So we have good intents. We have good intents. See, we had good intents when we invited all of our friends over and, and invited them to this party or this get-together. And, and, man, we had a good intents because we love people. Like me and, and Tasha, we love having people over. 
And sometimes it drives her nuts because she's like, man, I really got a deep clean. And, and, and we'll have like one piece of paper sitting on the, on the table. And she's like, it's, the house is dirty. It's a wreck. Ain't nobody come over. I'm like, Tasha, it's a house that's lived in. And it's one piece of paper. She said, it's dirty. <laughs> but we love having people over. And it's exciting. We have good intents. And we start, we try to plan things and we like having games and we like doing all these things. But sometimes we just get in the mode of calling talking and Michael's ADD or ADHD and we start forgetting things. Got about the game. I want to ask you guys some questions to think about. What does God want to be different about your life? Don't have to tell me. I just want you to think about it, you know, this week and, and, and today. But what does God want to be different about your life? about your life. Another part of that is why does God want this part of your life to be different? These are two questions I want you to ask yourself. And, then, and you're like, well, I got the perfect life. If you got the perfect life, please come talk to me because I need some advice. I need some help to get on the right path because I ain't nowhere near perfect. You know what I mean? But ask yourself these things and, and, and pray about it. Say, God, will you reveal to me some areas that you want different about me? Right now, you may be saying, I know exactly what you need me to do in my life, God, and I want you to help me achieve those things. See, the power of connecting the why to the what. See, when we read the Bible, it's a great thing. We can start connecting the dots. I've probably read the Bible, I don't know how many times, you know, maybe five or six different times. And you know what? I learn something new every single time I read it. Now, they've got this cool thing called audio books. Greatest thing ever. Put that on, be driving down the road. I can listen to the whole Bible. It's great. But, but, but start connecting things. Pray with your spouse. Pray with the leaders here at the church. Draw closer to God. And maybe that's what God wants to be different about you. Hey, I need to start having a, a, a daily prayer life, a daily devotion, a, a, you know, a connection with the leaders here at the church, a deeper connection with Christ. But see, we oftentimes, if we focus on the, the negativity that the enemy wants to put us on. Well, you know if you start reading your Bible and praying every day, your life's going to be difficult. He starts setting the excuses up for us before we can already begin to work on getting out and being different. Just like being uh, trying to get out of debt. If all goes to plan, if everything works out like it's supposed to, in 23 months, other than our house, we'll be out of debt. Well, we'll be debt-free. I think it's about 22 months now. 22 months, me and Tasha will be debt-free other than our house. And I say that because we've been good stewards to God. And we've been, I mean, it's a struggle. It's been hard. It's been difficult. There's been times we either had to pay our light bill or pay our tithes. I said, Tasha, we're going to be faithful. I can't tell you how many times we didn't know where we were going to get the next meal from and all of a sudden groceries showed up because we were faithful. So I want to encourage you today, be faithful in honoring God with your stewardship. Take these things called debit cards and, and you can set up auto pay. Let that be the first thing that comes out of your, your paycheck. For me, for me, I got it set up to, to where, where the first thing that comes out every two weeks is X amount of dollars out of my paycheck. Why? Because I want God to have the first amount. And God, I tell you, God will bless you. You want to lose some weight, you got to eat right. It can be difficult, but you got, you got to take the path. It can be hard. You know, for me, I like to eat. I love food. I love ice cream. And I got this place called Jason's Deli I like to go to because they give you company ice cream training, and it's so good. But listen, I know it's not good for me. 
Just like sin. Sin feels good in the moment. Sin feels great when you're doing it. But the wages of sin is death. It can be difficult. It can be hard. You've got to exercise. Exercising can be tough, but you've got to do it. These things are hard. Last week, uh, I forgot her name. Lord, help me. It's been a long day. Abby, sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. But anyway, Abby was telling us that, that she had quit smoking, and that's praise God. That's an amazing thing. But it was a difficult process. But God can help you overcome anything and any struggle that, that you may be dealing with. God can send control. Just pray to him and ask God, hey, what do you want different about my life? What do you want different? If God wants something different from my life, i got to go after it. you got to want it. you got to say, hey, God, I want to give you everything. If God wants you to be different, God wanted us to be different at Medic Church. He didn't want us to be like everybody else. He didn't want me to be like my so-called friends that were doing great things. They're still doing great things, but, 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 but he, he said, I want you to be different. And you know what I said? God, I want to be different. You've got to want it. You've got to not make excuses. Can't make excuses. So the making excuses history here, I'm going to give you guys a quick history lesson, okay? I like history. It's cool stuff. In Exodus 4 and 10, it says, Moses said to, said to the Lord, O Lord, I have not been, I don't know what that word is, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. So he was already saying, Moses already said it here. Listen, I got a problem. I can't talk good. I don't speak good. I got a slur in my speech. I, 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 how, do, how do you want me to stand up and lead your people out of Egypt? If I allowed all of my disabilities and my weaknesses to stop me and I made excuses, then we wouldn't be here today. Don't let your excuses stop you. Guess what? I'm not the best speaker. I definitely ain't the best reader. I don't know what the word is. But you know what? It's okay. You guys, I don't know what it is. But, but listen, I used my disadvantage. I used my biggest disquality to my biggest advantage because God called the qualified. Or excuse me. God qualifies the called. So when God calls you and he says, hey, I want you to be different. I want you to do something. Don't make excuses. Well, I'm not good at it. Tasha will tell you she used to be shy. She wouldn't get at you. Talk to people out front. That would have never happened. But we put her in her uncomfortability and say because that's what God wanted to bring out of her. I almost got her to teach next week, but she told me no. She said, I'm not ready. But listen, but by her just getting up and saying, hey, I'm going to do the Facebook Live. The rehydrate on Wednesday was a big step. Because I felt like that's what God was wanting her to do. And at first she started making excuses. Well, I'm not as good as you. I said, you don't, I, I ain't nobody special. I said, but if God's called you, you'll be remarkable. Mo just made excuses. He had the inability. He, had the lack, he was lacking the power. He was lacking, he was lack of power rather than God's ultimate power. See, when God gives you and says go and you go, God's going to give you the ability to make things happen. You may still stumble. You still may fall. You may still have difficult times. I have difficult times still reading certain things, but I get up here each and every week and preach the gospel because that's what God's called me to do. Because he has ultimate powers. Exodus 4 and 11. The Lord said, who gave man his mouth? 
Imagine being talking to God and he just straight up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who gave man his mouth? Who made him deaf or mute? Right? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? It is not I, the Lord. That was Moses saying, I, it is not I, the Lord. So God, why does bad things happen to good people? I don't know, but God's preparing for something bigger and better. Why are people blind? I don't know. Why are people deaf? I have no idea. Why did God allow these people to have these things happen? I don't know, but I know that God's going to bless you in mighty ways because guess what? If he calls you, you're qualified. And he has the ultimate power. God said to uh, Jeremiah, is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 26. Is anything too hard for me? I don't know about you guys, but nothing is impossible without, with God. Nothing. Nothing's too big. Nothing's too small. Whatever you're facing, God's got you. God's got your side. He's going to be there. He's going to lift you up. But you got sometimes to be patient. You got to take a step back. Say, okay, God, I'm submitting to you. I'm going to give you my whole self, and we can't be negative about it. And I tell you guys this often. I can't tell you how bad I want out of this building. But you know what? One, we're not ready yet. Two, we'll get there when we get there in God's timing. There's times I want to be negative about it. Well, God, I hate this, and I, I, I don't feel like this is happening, and I don't feel like this is and we're this, this and this, this and this, and I start making excuses. And sometimes I had to take a step back and say, hey, I need to be a little bit patient. Sometimes God will test your patience when you pray for patience. Exodus 4 and 12. Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Exodus 4 and 12. See, he tells Moses, now go. I've called you. I'm telling you to go. I'm, I'm, and you're pursuing the process. I'm going to give you the ability to speak, and I'm going to teach you exactly what to say. Just like God showed us exactly how this church was going to be planted. It was hard. It's been difficult. It's been a struggle. And there's been people that's come up against us. My, I have, my friends have left me, my so-called friends. I don't feel like I had support from them, and that's okay. You know what? But all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's gave us the strength. I've wanted to be negative, but I've had to pray to God, say, hey, God, let me give them forgiveness and help me to be patient. Because he's helped us how to do things and showed us the way, and he's teaching us how to go. Now, do what you can. Do what you can do. Now, this is the easy part. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. Do what you can do, Trina. If you're good at something, I'd encourage you. If you're good at taking pictures, take pictures. If you're good at smiling and being a friend to somebody that nobody else wants to be friendly with, do it. We had the opportunity. I'm really good with the audio stuff, the media stuff. Um, we had a, an opportunity about a month ago to go help another church, help them. They were relocating facilities. and We had an opportunity to say, hey, we just want to be a blessing to you. We want to help you. We didn't, we didn't ask him for anything in return. We just said, we're going to do what we can do to help you. And we were able to go in and bless this church. And we got real cool, cool reports that said, man, it's, everybody's super complimented. It's the best it's ever sounded. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> and y'all told them, I said, it's pretty good for a deaf guy, right? <laughs> y'all can laugh. But see, we didn't make excuses. I didn't say, well, that's not my church. That's not my ministry. What am I getting out of this? We just said, hey, I have a strength. I have an ability. Let me help you. 
I encourage you today, do that. Each and every day that you live out your life, do everything that you can do possible. You eat better, hey, throw the Twinkies away. <laughs> trust God to do what you cannot do. So do what you can do, and then trust God to do what you can't do. Because for me, there's a lot of things I can't do. I cannot sing at all. That's why I hired Fernando to sing, because I can't sing. I attempt it. There's been times he's been not been able to be here because of sickness, and I've had to try to sing, and it ain't the goodest. That's why we got a lot of effects, and we got the cool stuff in the background. And, and but but God didn't bless me with that ability. But but I've had to say, hey God, you've called me to do it. I need your help. Will you teach me? He's still teaching me, guys. He's still teaching me how to sing. But but I promise you, I didn't know how to write a sermon. I didn't know how to begin to start a church and God helped me every step of the way. He's helped us through the process. It's like pedaling a bike. You ever remember getting your training wheels off and you had to learn how to hold it upright and get the pedals and getting the right momentum going? We're going in the right momentum at this time. We've had our training wheels on and we finally took them off and man, we got we were going good and all of a sudden we tipped, thought we it was crushed. But then we learned to get back on the bike and say, okay, let's go back to, to training wheels and take them training wheels off. Most of the time, if you've got good parents or good grandparents, they'll hold you and then they'll eventually let you go, right? And then sometimes you just follow. But, but the church for us has been in the momentum and, and I, I, I remember when I felt like God was, had let us go. I felt like we were free. And we were going and we were doing good and I fit. We crashed. And I wanted to complain, God, why'd you let us go? And then I started, you know, we talked about this in the last series. Hey, where were you? I thought you had us. I thought you had called us to do this. We're, and then we felt all alone. But God was like, hey, I was right there the whole time. Sometimes God's going to let us go and fall flat on our face so we can really reveal whether we're trusting in him or not. Because sometimes we try to do our own things and we just face it, we just stumble and fall. We know best, like our kids do all the time, right? We'll close with this. Um, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's good to, for us to know that when we're weak, he's strong. Where we're lacking, He's prevailing. Where we're stumbling, he's picking us up. And that's what I love about the grace of God is I know when I stumble and I fall, he's right there wrapping his loving arms around me, wrapping his, wrapping his loving arms around you, saying, hey, it's okay. We all make mistakes. But listen, you got to get back up. You got to keep trusting in me. See, people are slow to admit anything and quick to justify everything in Luke uh, 10 27 through 29 he said he said um, he answered the Lord uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself you have you have correct answered correctly Jesus replied do this and you will live and in verse 29 here it says, but he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, 
and who is my neighbor? See, oftentimes we forget where we come from or we forget who our neighbors really are. Well, Pastor Mike, are you talking about my physical neighbor? I'm talking about your physical neighbor, the person sitting beside you, the car beside you, the person that you go into the, the store in front of, your co-workers, all these people are your neighbors. See, he wanted to justify, well, hey, I'm good to my neighbors because I don't cut my yard on Sunday or, or he, he works night shifts, so, so I wait to, when he's, at, he's uh, at work to cut my yard. I, I'm good to my neighbor. But when I'm at work... I'm over here, I'm beating up Trina and Sally Sue and because I don't like what they're doing. I can't stand it. But God said, love your neighbor with all your hearts. And it can be difficult at times to love people. Trust me. This past week, I had some people that sent us some stuff that was not so nice. Well, we don't like what you're doing. Well, that's okay. I don't care if you like what we're doing. We're doing what God's called us to do. You don't like me, that's okay. I'm just praying for you. I'm going to love you because you're my neighbor. That's what God called me to do and told me to do. But we're not going to stop doing what God's called us to do because we feel weak. We feel underqualified. What people say about us, what lies they want to make up about us, we're going to do God's work. And we're going to love people. And we're going to love you as you are when you come to this door. Because it's not my job to fix you. It's God's job to fix the brokenness in your life. It's up to us to establish the atmosphere to allow God to do those things. Stay connected. Stay connected to your power source. It says, I am divine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I am in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is from Luke uh, 15. I am the vine and you're the branch. We're the branches. If we're, as long as we stay connected to God, we're going to bear great fruit. As long as this thing has enough water and it's connected and, 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 and it's there, it's going to bear fruit. Not this one, because it's fake. But if it was real, it would bear fruit moment that we separate ourselves and we separate it I'm going to tear the thing up then it's going to dwindle and it's going to die it's going to be like that white flag hey I quit, I'm done, I give up I'm not bearing any fruit it's going to dwindle up and die but if we stay connected if we stay connected into this vine of God that we're going to bear great fruit. If you guys will, if you'll stay, stay with me this morning. Stay connected to the Father so good things will come out. Read your Bible and pray every day. Even when it gets difficult, even when you get distracted, pray, pray, and pray and read. If things are getting difficult, find you a prayer partner. Find you somebody you can call and say, hey, hey, Tracy, this is Jill. Will you pray with me? And Xavier, call me up. Pastor Michael, I'm dealing with this. I've been praying. I'm getting distracted. Will you pray with me? My phone's always open. I may not have to call you back, but I may call you back. 
but I'll, 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 I'll have my 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Stay connected to God and the power source. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. God, oftentimes we want to quit. Oftentimes we want to give up. Oftentimes we feel like that we're not good enough. Or God, that Amy may not be qualified. But God, you've told us that you have called us. And when you call the unqualified, you qualify the call. God, today I just want you to reveal to us some things in our life that we need to work on. What improvements do we need to make in our lives today? God, show it to us and show us why we need to do it. God, let us continue to love on people. Love our neighbors as ourselves, God. God, when people have done us wrong, God, help us to forgive. God, when we try to light the pedaling on the bike, God, God, when we feel like we got it, you let us go, God. We may stumble, we may fall. But God, help us not to make excuses. If you don't know who Jesus is and you want to make a decision for Christ's sake, all you have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I know you came to this earth and died on the cross for me. Reveal things to me that I need to improve on. And help me stay connected to you when it gets difficult. God, bring the great fruit out of me. Name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.